and welcome to another episode of the Pearl Open Discussion podcast series, the series that takes you on a journey around the world of governance reforms and service delivery from voices working directly in the field. My name is Sil Abwa Sonia and I work for the government pillar of the Foreign Commonwealth Development Office funded program Partnership to Engage, Reform and Learn. And today in the studio, we have a female voice, happens once every two blue moons. <laughs> but we are really happy to have her here and I can assure you that she is a wealth of wisdom. And right now I'm just going to be passing over the mic to her to introduce herself. Hello everyone. Um, thank you, Sonia, for having me. So my name is Bumi Saidi. I'm the Reform Support Team Coordinator for the Pearl Act Program. So essentially that means that I coordinate the activities of the team of technical advisors that we have in the program. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. If you can hear the excitement in my voice, <laughs> you know that I'm really, really happy to be doing this with you. So now we're just going to be going straight into it. And the topic for today is organization or organizational yeah. development and its role in improving civil service efficiency. Yes. And right now, I'm just going to be a layman mm -hmm. because this is, <laughs> this is, this is a lot, it's like a mouthful, mm -hmm. but I'm sure that in this conversation, you'll be breaking it down for people like myself and other people listening to this that don't really know what this is. Yes. So my please, could you just give us like a brief introduction to what organizational development is? All right, Sonia, so um, before I answer your question, let me ask you a question, okay? okay. Um, what do you think is the most important function of any public organization? And by public organization, I mean any government-owned or government-funded organization, whether at the federal or the state level. Okay, um, I would say delivery of goods and services to citizens. Yes, like, exactly. That's just a simple yeah, no, no, but that's answer. what it is really. That is essentially why any of these agencies are set up to play a particular role in delivering the goods and services to the citizens, um, with the ultimate goal of improving their livelihoods. Okay. Yes. Now, um, we have, bearing that in mind, what do you think is the biggest factor affecting such an organization's ability to effectively perform its function? Also, my, my simple answer would be people. Okay. Right, people in those organizations. Yeah. Okay. Right. You think the people are one of the biggest factors that affect yes. how um, an organization performs its functions. I agree with you, but I would also say that change is one of the th um, factors that affects how um, these organizations perform their functions. Um, the environment in which such organizations operate is constantly changing, okay? Mm. Whether it is political leadership, whether it's funds availability, or even the needs of its customers, or that's the citizens, okay? So, um, as you are aware, people's needs constantly evolve. Change, yes. So, an organization might be set up to perform a particular function, and, it, and has been maybe delivering that service in a particular way. Mm. And then suddenly the recipients of that those services now decide that okay they don't this does not matter this so much to them you anymore. know so um, any organization that wants to continue to remain relevant and deliver its services to high standards 
must continue to adapt to its changing context. That is it. They cannot um, remain stagnant. Typically, an OD intervention for a government organization will follow this format. Okay? okay. We start by reviewing why the organization exists. Okay. That is its mandate, the reason why it was set up. And usually, um, these public organizations are set up by law okay, or executive order. And um, there it's usually spelled out what the, the purpose of the organization is. So okay, once we've is done this that, review, yeah. is it for the people reviewing, mm -hmm. would it be the people that work in civil service? Yes, it's a, it's a very good question. So say, for example, we go into organization A now um, and ask the OD experts, what we, what we like to do is to bring people in a room and have a conversation. Okay, so that's how we do that. So we we ask questions, we probe, you know, and then they are giving us responses. So it's almost like they are the ones doing the review, if you like, just with guidance from from the experts. Yes. So we look okay, so why were you set up? Do you think this is clear? Um, given the current context, do you think this is still relevant in this day? Do you think there needs to be a revision and all that, you know? But usually, uh, more often um, than not, um, the mandate is usually left as is, okay? Um, because revising or reviewing a mandate requires, you know, the following the legal path. So we tend to just, you know, allow that be. But having a very clear understanding of why the organization exists, it helps with all the other stages in the OD intervention. Because once we, once we have looked at the mandate, the next thing we do is to look at the organization's strategic direction, okay? So the strategic direction is all about where is the organization going and how it plans to get there. That's, okay. So what is your direction? You know what you're set up to do, so how, how do you yes, get exactly. So the vision, for example, we look at the vision. I'm sure you're aware of what a vision statement and mission and all that. So the vision, we look at the vision statement of the organization. The vision statement paints a picture um, of where the organization wants to be, how it sees itself in yeah. the future, okay, the future state, okay? Mm. So you hear, you can hear vision statements like, oh, to be a global partner or a global leader, or, you know, those kinds of things, exactly. And then you have the mission. So while the vision shows you the picture, the mission tells you how the organization plans to get there. So usually we spend a considerable amount of time during the stage um, because the organization at this point is free to revise their vision, like I said, as the context is changing, um, they are free to, so we spend a considerable amount of time reviewing what they have, whether it's relevant, whether they want to make any reviews, we also look at the mission statements. The other thing that we look at too is um, at the core values, okay, so what does the organization want to be known for? So it's in instances like this you hear words like integrity, integrity honesty, like every yes, <laughs> you know, yes, exactly <laughs> integrity. So those are the things. So once we've so once we've done that, you know, so essentially at that stage we know where the organization was set and we know where they're where they're heading and we know how they want to get there and we know what they want to be known for. Then that's okay. Um actually you know that you do not exist in a vacuum mm -hmm. you exist in an environment there are you many factors yes there are many factors that affect how you deliver your services okay so let's look at it so we do a situational analysis 
we look at the external factors that affect the organization, and then we look at the internal factors that affect the organization. And within this scope, so we look at the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, the threats, okay? I won't go into too much detail. This is supposed to be a 10-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if you leave me, I'll yeah, be happy to keep uh, going on. going downtown. Yes. <laughs> but, so that's just it. So we do a situational analysis. What the situational analysis helps us do um, is to tease out, okay, the major strengths. So as an organization, and after the, at the end of the situation analysis, they know what their main strengths are. Mm -hmm. Or uh, we have qualified people, or we have top-of-the-line equipment. And then they leverage those strengths. So it's okay, given that this is your strength, this is how you can still exactly. And then it also teases out the weaknesses, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, you're weak in this area, you're weak in this area. This is what you should do to address these weaknesses so that you can overcome whatever challenges um, are associated with those weaknesses. So that's what we do. So um, the OD process is a logical, it follows mm -hmm. a logical sequence, okay? So it's one thing leading to another, feeding into the next phase, feeding into the next phase. Um, now, once the situational analysis has been complete and the organization is clear, then we now go into the development of its long-term goals, its medium-term -term objectives, yeah. and the strategies, okay? Yeah. Now, this stage is critical. The long-term goals are developed in response mostly to the challenges that they've outlined, that, they've, that we've teased yeah. out from the situation analysis. So you have a problem oh, of shortage. Yes. You need this yes. to do this. That's uh, it. To successfully conduct an OD intervention, um, it requires time, it requires a lot of effort. But yes. the beauty of it is that by the time you're done, you've almost like taken the organization apart and brought it back, back together. together. Yeah. And then they're they are clearer on what they want to achieve, mm. they're clearer on how they want to do it, they're clearer on the imagine challenges. that the morale is even higher. Yes, you know, because it's also, you find, if I, we've had sessions where and we bring a team together and then there are senior staff and then like juniors and then the juniors are using that as an opportunity to say yes yes it's a problem <laughs> yes you know and then you know imagine. yes and in instances like that we're playing the role of moderator okay okay you know it's it's actually i find it really exciting and not just it, for them but no, for yes absolutely i mean there's nothing as as fulfilling to me as bringing about you know positive change, change okay mm -hmm. Uh, because in the end, like we said, remember what we said was the main function of public organization, which is to deliver services that will improve the livelihoods. So you're doing this and you're saying, oh, yes, by the time I'm done, this board will be able to, to deliver education services. The children will be better educated, yeah. and then you know how it leads to the future yeah. and all that. So yeah. it actually it's a long is, chain yeah, of it change. is, and it's very rewarding. Mm. So the OD intervention. So sometimes people mention, or if I, all the time, when you mention organization development, you also mention change, 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 mm. because it's to bring about change. change yes. Well, there's something else too that is also very that comes out from the um, development of the long-term goals, the medium-term, which is very critical, and that is that by the time you get to the strategies, we're clear on what the key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know I'm using some terminology, and um, but I don't want to go into too much detail. detail yeah. But essentially, a key performance indicator is the measure by which uh, a person or an organization's performance will be assessed. Okay? Yes. The, so 
So by the time we've done that, we're, we're clear, okay, this is in five years. If you say in five years you want to have read 60 cows, you can come back in five years and measure. Mm. So how have many cows? You know, and all that. So that's, that's one of the good things. So once we've done that now, we now go a bit deeper now, okay? And we start to look at the functions. We call mm. it a functions review. So in the functions review, we take each department and each unit within the department, okay, and look at their functions. And we ask questions like, how relevant are your functions? Um, are they even needed? Do you need new functions? Because I remember there was a time we were reviewing an organization's function, and there was one of the functions there, it was I think in the admin department, and it was about uh, typing memo, something, some mention of typewriter. And in this day and age, you know, typewriters have mm, been phased out. Obviously. So obviously, that function didn't need to be there yeah, anymore. Yeah. So these are the kind of conversations we yeah. have. Is it useful, this function? Are you performing everything that your unit under this department is supposed to? If you're not, what is missing? How do we, um, how do we craft a function so to meet that mm -hmm. need? Mm -hmm. So that's what we do um, during the functions review. When we do that, <laughs> then we now do a process review. Okay. So we take, if for each function, we now look at the process steps. Hmm. Yes. This is, this is a lot of work. It is, actually. <laughs> it is, but um, so sometimes what we do, um, depending, because sometimes we are supporting organizations who maybe want things quickly, um, mm. maybe just in there. So we don't go, we may not go to, so, so for example, if we're doing, we can review all the functions, but then when we're reviewing processes, we may not review the processes of every single function, you know, yes. just, well, at least to give them an idea so that later on they can do it on their own. But um, usually, uh, key outputs from a process review um, is a process manual, okay? So the process manual will say, okay, say for example, Sonia, your job is to come in the morning and type out a memo for, for me. That's a function, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the process review will now say, okay, so what are the things you do? You come into the office, you switch on the, those, step one, come into the office, for example. This is a very basic example, but yeah. You do this first, then you do B, then you do C, you understand? And then it is all document documented in a manual mm -hmm. called the process manual. So that if you leave yeah, the office yeah. tomorrow, Other people that yeah, come anyone comes, you know, all you need to do is take the book and look at it, and you know how to perform the job, okay? Um, so we do a process review. Um, sometimes, in fact, um, there are, more often than not, we find, during the process reviews, we find that there are processes that are not necessary, mm -hmm. or we find that there are processes that they've allotted too much time to. So for example, let's say secretary takes the memo to MD, and then you allot two so weeks. <laughs> you understand? And if you look at it, these are the things, that's, these are some of the reasons why you go to government organizations and you suffer before you get spend something. Spend a lot of Yes, time. something that would ordinarily take three days. You'd be spending one two, hour. yes, exactly, one hour, you, you know? So um, during the process review, we, we like to spend a bit more time here mm -hmm. because it helps. So you might find a function that ordinarily, maybe from your initial assessment, the organization is taking maybe six days to do. But by the time you go through the process, you do that, well, actually, you don't one and a half days is enough, you understand? So that is it. Um, then we look at the systems, okay? So now we've looked at the functions, the processes, and then we look at the systems. What systems are in place? When I talk about systems, so we talk about 
human resource management system, financial management system, ICT, stakeholder management, and the rest even knowledge management, you know. So here, uh, depending on the technical function of the agency, they have different systems set up. But essentially, um, uh, the human resource management system, you now be looking at their human resource management processes. How do they go about it? Is it okay? So this is um, how HR ties in with OD. Because yeah. at this point, you know, they are deeper into yeah. And then, um, uh, if, 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 like, um, what's the Ministry of Information on like, Community? I don't know. If, um, I, I'm currently not the exact ministry, but there is a ministry whose job, yes, the ministry for which there's a Minister of Information. So, obviously, in that kind of ministry, um, communications and all that will be very important. So, in cases like that, we because we don't have the deep KM knowledge, we can bring in a KM expert mm -hmm. and we work together. So we review their processes, make recommendations where there are gaps. So, that's the systems review. Okay. Now, once we've done all that, then we ask, okay, now let's look at your structure. Mm -hmm. How are you organized here? How is the hierarchical system? Um, are your reporting lines clear? Do you, does everybody know who they're reporting to? Does the structure encourage accountability? Are you clear who is doing what and can you hold anyone responsible? And also does it enable quick decision making? And we often face challenges here with public organizations because um, you know the civil service is very hierarchical. Okay, and one one thing so in the civil service, nothing goes to the director without first going through the deputy director. Okay, and nothing goes through the deputy director without first going through the assistant. That's just the way it is. Yes, and um, so we sometimes we try to encourage them to flatten it, but you know again, um, if you remember what um, I think it was Soji that was saying during the PEA podcast about knowing the environment or the context in which you're working. So if you come to a civil service that is highly um, hierarchical and they are saying flatten it, flatten it, they will resist you. Yeah. So what you do is you don't propose a total change, okay? But maybe few change, yeah, sort of few things you can do here and there to kind of speed up decision making process. Because if every function has to go through like five, six people before it gets actually done, it causes delay. And that's one of the challenges that we have in the civil service. And not just here, funny enough, even across the world. Yeah. It's one of the biggest issues. Yes, it's one of the biggest issues. So um by the time by the time we've got into the um to the structure review and we've done that. Um, we can actually end the OD mm. intervention at this stage mm. for an organization, you know, and then um, you know that the <coughs> an OD intervention can be carried out for both an old organization and a new, new organization. Yes. So a new organization, you are still going through the same process, but they, rather than review what exists, because nothing exists, they're new, they are asking those questions so they can come up with, mm -hmm. a, yes, fresh. With, yes, a fresh uh, what do you call it, like a structure of, or approach that the organization will adopt. Um, now, after each review, we make recommendations. So what we find out from the functions review, we say, oh, your functions are too many or they need to be reduced. Uh, the processes, you know, we make reviews like that. Um, 
And you know, like I said before, that the OD intervention is a process that proposes change. Yes. And you yes. know, change can often be resisted. In fact, mm -hmm. there's usually a lot, a lot of, of resistance, yeah. especially from people or staff who have been benefiting from things not working right, okay? Or maybe they're just afraid of change because, I mean, change is scary. You know, I mean, everybody's afraid of change. Yeah. We just have to buck up <laughs> and, <laughs> and respond and adapt. Exactly. So um, those are some of the challenges that we face. Um, but I, for me, I think the one critical factor that uh, influences or determines the success of an OD intervention is the buy-in and the drive of the leadership of the yeah, so If imagine. the leadership is not interested, you, you'll just be hitting your head against the wall. Um, but for us, the, the beauty of the work we do in Pearl, or the luck we have, is that usually these requests for support come, come from, from the, leadership. the leadership. They come uh, and tell us, oh, please, we are having some challenges. Can you come and help us do a thorough review of our organization? You know, So that um, always helps. There are some other things that we do. If we have enough time, uh, we also do what you call uh, an establishment review. Mm -hmm. so, so what you call an establishment in the civil service is the list of posts that have been approved by government for that organization to have. Mm -hmm. So you have director admin is an approved post, director finance, you understand? We look at it, mm -hmm. so okay. Are these posts, are they sufficient Different, or yeah. do you need, you need more, more people, people or do you have some redundant posts? Nobody has occupied that post in five years. So then we make our recommendations, you know. And then once we've done that, we also do what you call a workforce planning. I, the workforce planning is one of the parts of the OD intervention that I enjoy. And mm. I'll tell you why. Uh, because a workforce planning now looks at the workforce, okay, mm. the staff essentially. and um, how, uh, so you are looking at who are people that are occupying the posts, mm -hmm. um, how qualified are they to do so, you understand, so you take each person and then you do an analysis of the workforce too, these are the, this is by age, by gender, you know, um, it's also an opportunity to push some of this gender and social inclusion, um, what's it called, uh, approaches, if you like, you know, say, okay, how many women do you have occupying? senior post, you have disabled people, you have people that are disenfranchised within the organization, things yeah. like that. So, um, and then uh, the last part of an OD intervention, and it makes sense, is replacement and succession planning. Mm. Because people move people leave, yes. out of the organization and even within. So you have someone, let's say like you now that you are in knowledge management, you know, you may move to another unit and then that your post we're occupying becomes vacant. Yes, so how do you else. fill that post? So it's always good to look at that early enough so that you can train Make people, plans. mentor people so they can step into that um, role when when the time comes. So anyway, I I think this is this is a long and short of what an OD intervention is. It's a bit, so it, it, it's, like I said before, it's a very thorough process. Yeah, but it has a lot of benefits. Yes, it does have a lot of benefits. I mean, at the end of the day, imagine if you, you were leading an organization where somebody had come to like break it apart and you know find out all the things that were not working right. Um, 
and then made recommendations, you know, and if you're really keen, you implement those recommendations. So usually when we finish an OD intervention, um, we help the organization develop what we call an implementation plan. So we take all the recommendations that we've made and put in a plan and say, okay, so now this recommendation, um, what are this, what are the little actions that need to be taken in order to implement that? Who will be responsible? How long, when should this be delivered? You know, it's very good. So it becomes like almost the, the guide. Mm-hmm. So you can now come back in six months time, take that plan and say, okay, so how far have you gone? You said you would do this. Have you actually have you done, done it? What's understanding? It? What new challenges have you faced? You know? So yeah, that's it. Ah, this is this is so much to take in. But at the end of the day, it's really interesting because, like you mentioned, the beauty of taking something apart, putting it back Back together, together. and you see that what you put back together is better than the previous version. Yes. So I can imagine the process. Yes, and then the joy. So. Um, we've, we usually go back to the organization we supported to say, okay, so what improvement? Mm-hmm. And then you hear them so with so such happy. pride. Oh, we've actually done this, we've addressed this, we're doing this, our teachers are more qualified, our doctors are better, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah. I know you spoke um, uh, in the context of the kind of work we do yes, in civil yes, service, yes. but this, I mean, this process can apply to yes, yes, any absolutely. organization, even, even for development partners, they can absolutely. use yes, this. Yes, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Even, I mean, even within Pearl, you know, we could, it's something that we could, we could do. I mean, any organization really. It's just that you adapt your approach to the kind of organization you're working with. The kind of questions you ask. No one size fits all. No, it's it's definitely not one size fits all. But in the end, you're trying to drive change. Yes, that's the goal. Yes, positive change. Yes. All right, this has been, <laughs> like I said, at the beginning, I was a layman, but I don't think I'm a layman anymore. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for a robust conversation. and and hopefully this is not the last time we'll have you. I look forward to coming back maybe talk about something else, maybe something less technical. That is why we love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for an amazing time. Thank you for having me. I think I've enjoyed myself. I love to hear it. All right, thank you to everyone that has listened, right? Um, please, you can find more resources on our website at www.pearlnigeria.net and also follow us on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter at Pearl Nigeria everywhere. And also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pearl Nigeria on YouTube. And looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. I wanna hear you go